welcome to the 10th episode of our first series of the So Abfab podcast. I'm Ali and I run Bob in Sewing School and my co-host is Caroline of the sewing business So Abfab. Hi there Caroline. Hi Ali. Hello everybody. So in our podcast we introduce you to guests that are integral to home sewing or have connections to the sewing industry. Many of our guests have small to medium-sized sewing-related businesses and or provide necessary resources and products to help you as sewers. So, did you watch the final of Sewing Bee? It's over now. I did. It's, <laughs> I, it's, it's so sad it's over, but I'm not gonna, we're not going to give anything away. No, we're just, just yeah. going to chat about the series as a whole. Yes, yes. So, um, so yeah, I, I've loved this series. So have I. I really, really have. I've liked it probably one of the best actually I think so I think they've had some great challenges uh both pattern yeah. challenges and uh garments I think the reason I probably liked it is they've made garments that actually people can replicate at home and can be worn definitely definitely so for any of our overseas um listeners the sewing bee if you've never seen it try and catch it it's the, called the great british sewing bee and we are in series is it seven or eight have they just had i'm not sure i think it's seven eight maybe huh? but um no it, it's great and the contestants have done really well i have to say i think they've i mean they're all novice sewers they've not a background in in uh, dressmaking or anything and they come at it all guns blazing very inspired very inspired some of them I mean oh, t- t- totally I mean the talent this year has been yeah. phenomenal I mean I, I they could definitely out so me I just I take my hats <laughs> off to them I really do <laughs> I wouldn't like to go up against any of them. (laughs) I know. know. And what I love is that, uh, you know, Instagram feed is is, uh, full the next day with all of the different fabrics and patterns. Yeah, and the chat and the general buzz uh, that's around the garments that are being made this year. Uh, And actually, some of the themes, I mean, uh, we had the recycling theme, recycle and upcycle and everything else. That's a great theme, especially at the moment when... um, pollution and environmental uh things are in the forefront and it should be so yeah is I think it's been a it's yes. been a great series and I will miss it on a Wednesday yes. night so will I so will I so which was your favorite challenge which was the one that stood out to you I know which one stood out to me but which one stood out to you um oh I haven't thought about that Ali I I did like the uh, Oxford bag trousers ah uh, yeah I, yeah um yeah I I don't know I mean they've had some amazing um garments that they've had to make yes um so I mean there's been there's been evening wear there's been uh there was the dresses in week one and yeah I don't know what's yours well same week actually I have to say I was just thinking back I mean there's there were two that stood out to me but the the one that I really loved was the parachutes the re you yeah. know, the upcycle from parachutes, parachutes. that's amazing um and I all that fabric who don't know who don't know how much fabric I know. Parachute. I know I know I know <laughs> I mean I mean I think I loved it I mean I didn't like all of the <laughs> didn't like all of them but I loved the actual I loved the loved the one that won it was amazing and um the other challenge that that really stood out was the children's raincoats I thought that was really lovely I thought it was a really nice one yeah very different yeah. um working with tricky fabric 
And I yeah. love seeing the uh, the way the uh, contestants sort of like talk with the children. And I think it's, it comes across. Yeah. It's really lovely. It's a nice yeah. sort of. And the kids are so excited by it all, which is lovely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, it, and, and and the kids outside of the sewing bee are all excited by it as well. I think that children really, really enjoy it. The program. Yeah. Oh, I think they do. I mean, we we have first hand knowledge of kids that have watched the sewing bee in in a couple of our classes and the chit chat and the ooh in the in the R in and everything else. So I think um it it inspires all ages and actually it's a program that generations can watch together. Oh totally, um, totally. Yeah, yes. And and you know, and go away and yeah. try and create something or you know, just in it is it's an inspirational program I think personally it is I agree I agree so what is on your sewing table this week <laughs> not very much I, I have been sewing frantically trying to get the samples done for the kits mm-hmm. uh, we've got a photo shoot uh, so coming up so all they have to be done I I have a list as long as my arm of the, the bits and pieces I'd like to make for me but they did they don't I did make my mum a sun hat Oh. Um, yeah that was something that I've never ever done before oh, um I'd love to make those uh paper bag trousers I yes. not paper bag sorry the we've Oxford done that yeah we've made those the Oxford bag trousers what about you what's on your list so I have definitely got to make myself a I'm so I'm talking about myself now I've definitely yeah. got to make myself a dress because I've got a few things coming up so I need a bit of a wardrobe um yeah. I have I have indulged. I have broken my fabric diet this week. <laughs> I know. I know. Good for you. Good for you. I don't buy any fabric for me at the moment and it's oh. heartbreaking. <laughs> well, I just, I just, yeah, I, I've actually been really good at getting through my stash fabric. Mm. So, yeah, I should have just carried on. I've, you know, it's a bit like you've lost a few pounds and then you just suddenly go and eat more, don't you? And then you put them on again. So, oh, yes. But this is my problem, Ali. I don't fit into my clothes. It's like, you know, I, I, I pull them out of the wardrobe and think I wear that and I'm like, oh, it's a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, no. Isn't it horrible when the sun comes out and you put everything on and you go, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, and you go, like, that just doesn't look right. So, yeah. So, no, I'm pleased you've got some fabric. I have to yes. wait and see what you make. Yeah, yeah, no, I am. I'm sort of, uh, I'm sort of like, I'm toying between a dress or a jumpsuit. Um, oh, Ali! I know, I know. So, I and I was thinking along the, the, it was, it was inspired by the Oxford bags, and I thought then you could go, yeah. you know, make a top that goes with. So there is, a, there is a nice jumpsuit out there with, with a bottom like that. Yes, there is already. A, yes, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. The name evades me. What is it? No, I know, but I think I've saved it. So oh. I'll, I'll have to go through my Instagram. <laughs> What's her memory like, Ali? <laughs> I can't remember. I know. <laughs> oh, don't ask me. I can't hardly remember my name sometimes. <laughs> I do have a um, another indigo dress. This poor indigo dress has been in my pile since okay. this time last year but with the extra tear on the bottom and I've got a friend's 50th you were saying you've got events coming up and it has to be made so in the next week yeah it has to be done yeah I'll grab some hours from somewhere and yeah I know that's it it's finding the hours isn't it I think um you know we're we're all busy and finding those hours is really hard but I think it's Mm. 
actually really important even for us when we're working in the industry oh, makes an hour yeah, for ourselves yeah um it's not if it work- rains yes. if it rains we yes. won't be watering the allotment alley i know that's true end. that's true <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed i don't know about you but my arms have got longer with all the watering cans <laughs> I, know, I know and i've got stinging nettles i can feel them tingling at the back of my my ankles Legs. today because i yes. yes i i got caught on my calves and they they itch for a long yeah, they time do. they do they do yeah. <laughs> I was looking around for a dock leaf and then I was like oh I don't know what a dock leaf look like <laughs> oh, <laughs> so gosh. I'm not thinking anything that I don't know <laughs> well you've obviously you've obviously weeded really well <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't on my plot you see I was naughty oh. I parked too close to someone else's pot so their stinging nettles got me <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. Well, they do say where there are stinging nettles, there are docks. So, I know, and yeah. but I didn't want to rummage on their plot anymore. No, you, yeah. <laughs> there you are, a bit of once. spinach on your leg. I mean, that's, that's a bit weird. <laughs> oh dear. So yes, stinging nettles are the bane of my oh. life at the moment. So I know how you feel. I know. Well, we've got yeah, uh, we've got bindweed, and that's yeah. Oh, I hate bindweed. Yeah. And no. I just have to give you a quick chicken update. She's oh, yes. still broody. She's still. Not. She's not. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I tell you, Ali, you can have her back. <laughs> Honestly, that's unbelievable. Goodness right. me. She And the other two, if she comes out now, they pe- pick on her. Oh. So, But for a quiet life, I think she stays in there. But she is still extremely broody. She lasts about 20 minutes. Oh, well, at least uh, she's coming out. That's uh, she's forced out, Ali. Yeah, well, there yeah. you go. I was going to say, I give her the ninja roll, and my mm. poor mum can't do the ninja roll, so she tips the coop up. <laughs> she slides her out. <laughs> <laughs> she said yesterday, oh. well, I came home from um, work, and she said, oh, I, I shut her out of the nesting box. That will cure her. And she, I said, okay, mum. So we went up there to water, and she was sat in the other bit of the coop going, oh. I mean, yeah, you've really cured her, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> well, box, she's shut in. She's yeah. like, that's it. She settled off the night and she was still down there today. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, well. well, we've got chicks everywhere at home. We've got, uh, yeah, David's been incubating, incubating eggs, not personally, but in the incubator. And um, yeah, so we've got lots of little fluffies all over various ages. And Wow. Uh, and, and how are the sheep? The sheep are absolutely lovely. They've forgiven yeah. us slightly for from shorn in them. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they they didn't like being shorn. They no. they ignored us for a few days. They were like, put their noses in the air. What have you done to us? But <laughs> yeah, we feel absolutely... funny. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. No, they they're fine. So yeah, so they I they they've I found a new treat that they actually love, which is good because it was biscuits before ginger nuts. <laughs> Um, but they do like a pear so that's quite Ooh, good I mean a healthy that's probably snack. better for them well I know it's a healthy snack isn't it it took a long <laughs> I've tried everything it's a bit like children you give them sweets and that's it they don't like anything healthy it's the same with lambs you know if I if I want to get them all I have to yeah. do is shake a packet well I don't shake a packet of biscuits their favorites are um well they're they're a they're a, a 
a wrapped biscuit in a silver foil and not <laughs> silver foil <laughs> they're not Kit yeah but i know i'm not mean. giving them Kit Kats. they're uh they're like these oaty biscuits in a silver packet mm-hmm. where you only have to crinkle the packet they come running so you know you can get hold of them if they're in <laughs> if, they're not if well there's in. any trouble yeah yeah so no it's it's all good so have you had any uh interesting little sewing room tales to part with this week or have you had a quiet Um, we've had classes this week I think um uh, so we're uh, beginners and improvers so like a master class yeah so the skills class that we do so um so yeah so it's nice just seeing the confidence build definitely definitely as they go through the the day so uh no funny tales how about you um no no funny tales we've um we've but we've had some lovely classes so mm. back into full swing with the page you sew which is a nice class. lovely love yeah. those classes because everybody brings something so different and we and it was nice to welcome meg back to do a free motion class mm. and also little girls class little girls sundress which is nice i love shearing elastic don't you i love shearing elastic <laughs> no i haven't got the knack <laughs> you really have to get that tension on that bobbin wind you really do but yeah. I love the effect it gives and you've got oh, I think your little sundresses they're so yeah, pretty they are so pretty so so pretty yeah, yeah I really do I do not Ali I haven't done it I think that's the problem have you not no oh okay I'm gonna have to give you a masterclass over zoom yeah yeah I think yeah. so but isn't it um funny how you know I feel so sorry for all the old girls this year with their proms sort of being held back or not happening and it's I know another year I another know year, no proms for them or or scaled down proms absolutely yeah. it's it really shown because I often get a lot of alterations for prom dresses and I've only had a handful this year so yeah yeah very but, hard I know Sean our next guest was very very busy um with prom dresses but whether now that they're not happening whether it's it's calmed down for or not yes so I think it's time we introduce our guests we are really excited to be interviewing Sean of Darn Knit in Oakham so unfortunately as I live in a different part of the country I've not had the pleasure of coming to Darn It Sean but Caroline assures me that when you step into Darn It you're entering a world full of vibrant color texture and cheer and she says it's like entering Aladdin's cave, um, but full of wool and haberdashery with a secret lair out the back where all your magic happens. So can you explain to us what that magic is? <laughs> uh, magic is clothing alterations. So we do lots of sewing and all sorts of things. It's like creating magic. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, clothing alterations is a very varied and often demanding job. Can you tell us how you first got involved in this side of the sewing industry? um so I took over this business that was originally a clothing alterations business about three years ago now I think um and I mean before that I did wedding dresses so it was the same sort of thing um but just I did a change from wedding dresses to normal clothes so that's kind of how it happened but I've always sewed so excellent excellent so did you did you undergo formal training in garment construction or did you learn as a child or were you an apprentice on the job or how did it come about? Um, so I went to university and did fashion design and I did textiles at A-level as well and GCSE as well. I've always been interested because my mum taught me from a young age, young age. But yeah, my training mainly comes from my university degree and then 
I came out of that and went into sort of wedding dresses and stuff. So I learned a lot of different things from there as well. So it's, it's, yeah. I've got a varied skill set. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to. I think you yeah. have to, especially as a business owner as well. It's, oh, it's yeah. <laughs> you have many hats as a business owner. <laughs> <laughs> I know from experience that you will have all sorts of things to repair and alter. Do you find yourself constantly being challenged? Are you learning new skills all the time? Oh, definitely. You learn every day because no two items are made the same, really. Mm-hmm. Like It's the same with wedding dresses as well and just jackets and things like that. They're always made completely different. And so you, you could think that shortening sleeves on one jacket is exactly the same as another, but it's not. And sometimes you, you sit there just really stumped and you take it takes you a while to do it, even though usually you could do it like that. But yeah, yeah, you're learning pretty much every day. <laughs> Yeah. And also with fast fashion, are you finding the quality of the garments is getting poorer? Um, Or do you think that there's a change with people buying better quality now and more sustainable? I mean, I haven't really noticed much of a difference. Mm. Um, The the quality varies because even some designer stuff is made cheaper. Yeah. Made in exactly the same factory as high street stuff. Oh, totally. Yeah. Mm. I just yeah. think people need to be educated a bit more, don't they? Oh, definitely. That's uh, that's what I'm trying to do with what I do as well. Yes. Yeah, and me, you know, I think with us, that's something that we're trying to achieve is that mm. sustainability and, and to make people realise what goes into garment construction, oh, yeah. the amount yeah, of work that's involved. When you are allowed to do alterations, please could you describe your normal working day for us? <laughs> I wouldn't say there is a normal day. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh so I'd usually get into the shop start up all the machines turn the iron on you know um and then sort of set up the shop and if I've got something that I need to finish I'll finish that off quickly before opening the shop um but usually within a day I tend to have uh trousers shortening for definite that's probably the thing we do the most um there's usually some jacket sleeves to shorten maybe a zip to replace in a jacket Zips to replacing trousers is quite common as well. And mm-hmm. taking in or letting out men's trousers is another common one. Common one. Yeah, that tends to be my day. There's no set amount of things we get done in a day, just no. as much as we can. Power through. <laughs> yeah, power through. Do you um, set aside for fittings and, or do people just pl- plow on in? Yeah, people just plow on in. So, you know, some days I can be I can have so many fittings and won't get any sewing done. And then yeah. some days I'll have no fittings and I'll get loads of sewing done. So it's, yeah, yeah. it's different every day, which yeah. is fine by me. But yeah, well, it's varied, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Keeps it interesting. <laughs> I imagine Christmas and proms are your busiest times of year. Yeah, they are definitely. Prom dresses, I'd usually get about 60 or more. Oh my goodness. Year. Yeah. Um, and then Christmas, Christmas and summer holidays, actually, because you get a lot of people that are, when they're getting ready to go on their summer holidays, they'll bring in bits, you know, so that they've got it to take away on holiday. So this last year has been really sad. Oh, <laughs> None I of those know. things. <laughs> it's been quiet, but yeah. Oh, it might all just suddenly change and we'll wish oh, we had said that. <laughs> So, Sean, we both know from experience that alterations are thought of as quick and easy, easy tasks that can be done in five minutes. And the amount of times that people say, oh, it's only a five minute job to me. It's just... 
<laughs> when reality they're often complex time consuming and um, sometimes need rebuilding do you find yourselves having to educate your customers in what it takes to repair or alter garments and therefore justifying what you're charging for your time and skills and educated labor <laughs> all the time <laughs> i will be honest all the time um i have my there, there are some customers that i don't have to uh, justify it but very often you still have to justify it a lot because people still deem uh so as as um well cheap they don't they don't yeah. they don't think of us as skilled no um, they don't think of us as trained not no. like a mechanic but really it is like a mechanic um you know we've all done training just like being a mechanic or yeah, a yeah totally. um but yeah you have to sometimes you have to really break it down to show customers um what how much work it is you have to do because they don't think about the unpicking side of things no. that takes a lot of time um and you have to include that in your price because that takes time and then you know any like i'm trying to think what else <laughs> but yeah you have to build in a lot of things put them fitting time oh yeah fitting time as well yeah i don't tend to charge i don't charge for fittings whereas i know bridal people do because that can take up to an hour but um yeah we don't charge for fittings but we've got to absolve that into the price somehow so yeah you've got to pay your rent at the end of the day yeah, exactly yeah um, you know for that for them to have you year after year their cost has got to equate that really and yeah. it's hard for people as you say it is very hard for people to to see yeah. um and, and and you don't want to be rude and you don't want to say well if it's five minute job you do it <laughs> um, <but> yeah <laughs> you want to say that <laughs> i mean this is the thing i think i i often say i i think i'd be better off in hairdressing you know we've trained mm. we've trained we keep educating ourselves yet people will be prepared to pay for a lot of money for a half hour haircut mm. but they wouldn't be prepared to pay the same for a trouser hem that's probably yeah. going to take a similar time for a very simple haircut you know yeah it's really true that's I've been trying to do lots of sort of like videos and reels mm. and things from my mm. my social media to try and show people the amount of work that goes into alterations in a hope that it will educate people eventually yes so yeah that's my my kind of aim so that people kind of understand yeah yeah I think that we're seen I think as as generally I think seamstresses are seen as women that stay at home and we just yeah. do it for pin money when actually we're doing yeah. it for profession really and yeah. it's important to to yeah. understand that Definitely. so we know you have a great team of people that work with you and I know due to COVID you've had to stop your alterations how have you had to adapt over the past year to keep your emporium going I had to build a website because I didn't have a website so I had to do that yes um I That's could do that. click and collect with the yarn and everything which was slow going it I would say it probably took all of last year for people to get the fact that it was online this year it picked up people bought a bit more online but it's still it just takes a long time to get people in used mm -hmm. to the new things yes um but i posted on social media a lot more i tried to do videos I've, i feel like i've completely changed everything because you have to yeah. adapt yeah. yeah you feel like as you said earlier you wear many hats and you feel like you're juggling it all the time just to make sure yeah. it's like i never ever thought i'd be editing videos never <laughs> um and you're ahead of us sean because you do reels wouldn't even know where to start <laughs> and my my reels aren't even that fancy they're just uh very quick they're fair i say fairly quick yeah, yeah. but I loved your, you did some 
invisible mending and I was like how has she done that (laughs) (laughs) you have two parts to darn it in it that you quite clearly love the wool and haberdashery and the alterations is it easy to manage both separately or do they each support each other I have to work it so that they support each other I mean um the alterations is the bit that makes a bit more money uh because you can't you know, selling a ball of wool for about two, three pound, it doesn't really make much money. Right. Way the alteration supports the yarn, yeah. uh, which is why I think this year has been so hard because I've not been doing the alterations. So the money coming in from the yarn is, is really very small. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it is almost like two different businesses and I try to keep them uh, joined, but it's very hard to advertise both. You have yeah. to really keep thinking, oh, I've not, I've not, done anything with my clothing alterations recently as in like on social media or or posted about it or something like that or spoken about it um especially on with me having to be online at the minute I have to really make sure that I keep doing a bit of both um and sometimes I get very bogged down in the knitting (laughs) and I get very excited by the knitting I forget to post about the other things that I do because they just seem like day to day I do it every day um yeah so it's it's I try to combine the two um but it can be very hard <laughs> <laughs> so you've uh, you've owned the business now for three years so how do you find running the business on the high street how do you find running sewing related business on the high street that it's really yeah I mean I, I enjoy it I love it I would never change it for the world and even though it's been hard this year I've I wouldn't want to give it up at all um I would rather work here doing sewing than work for another person doing sewing um because I've I've worked for a wedding dress designer before and you just it's so much better to work for yourself you feel more valued yes. I think, in that sense yeah. um but yes having a shop on the high street is is hard um again especially as as it is at the moment with coronavirus and everything it's it's it takes a lot of the joy out of having a shop because yeah. you don't get to chat to people as much because you've got to be conscious about how lo- how many people are stood outside yeah. waiting to come in um but that's that's one thing I love about having a shop is that you can talk to people and you yeah. get to meet people from all different walks of life and you and yeah you get to work on so many different things like I can I can work on a really expensive designer dress that I would I can't afford to own but it's amazing that it sits there in my shop and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, one of those hung up at the moment is very exciting. <laughs> I haven't had one in a while yet, but yeah. <laughs> Mine's been here since this time last, well, whenever, July, when 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 did we go into lockdown? Yes, yeah, so it was, yeah, it was March. July. March. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a long time. Yeah, in fact, in fact, she sent me a message saying, oh, you know, I better come and collect my dress one day. I said, yes, I think you ought to. <laughs> so it's been a good it's been good she hasn't had to look at it to think about where she's going to wear it yeah yeah so Sean where do you see Darnit in the future do you have dreams and hopes oh definitely (laughs) um eventually I'd like to have a bigger shop and I'd like to be able to do like workshops and things like that I do some workshops online and I'm hoping that when COVID allows I can do some um in the coffee shop across the road but um until then I'd like to have a I'd eventually like to have a bigger premises so that I could have workshops on my premises um, for sewing and knitting and crocheting, that kind of thing. And I'd love to have fabric as well. That would be lovely. I'd love to sell fabric. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, lovely.
I know you have probably worked with many of your customers for years. Do you feel there's still a real sense of community on the high street? I would say so. Yeah, there's I mean, there's definitely a sense of community among our shops like we all tend to talk to each other and rally each other along and we all support each other. And, um, you know, my loyal customers. Yeah, they're very supportive. Um, I think I think it's going to be different when we come out of coronavirus because I think maybe more people will shop on the high street a bit more. I hope so. Uh, I really hope so. Yeah. And I'm yeah. hoping it'll change. But because because we've been close for so long, it's so hard to know what anything's going to be like. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel that this past year has changed people's perception of sewing and the sewing industry? Yes and no. Maybe online uh younger people maybe understand it a bit more i don't know about where we are here i still don't know whether they understand it a bit more here i still get customers that query my prices and uh, how long things take but i think we're it's more talked about now so i think it will eventually it just takes a long time to make change doesn't it but i think more people might start thinking about it i do i do have some customers that bring me things that say you know i don't want to throw it away so i would like rather fix it which is is really really good um but it's it's few and far between but i think it I, i'm hoping it will get better i'm hoping people will think about it a bit more yeah so we both find it really hard to switch off from our businesses when it's time to relax but is there something else that you love to do to help you relax is there something that you have as pastime chicken <laughs> crochet oh, <yay. laughs> um if it wasn't if if we didn't have lockdown I probably wouldn't have picked up my knitting again and now I've picked up um since last year I'm addicted to it again and actually I'm 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 sort of sad that I'm going to go back to normal work times where I might be at work till like eight o'clock at night and I won't be able to knit in the evening nicely. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's that's what keeps me sane. Lovely. And are you knitting anything wonderful at the moment? Oh, I've got so many projects on the go. <laughs> I've got a bright, colourful jumper. Um, I've got some socks. Print. Uh, I've just finished socks for my sister's birthday. Yeah, I I like to have different projects for my different moves lovely, yeah lovely <laughs> and do you sew do you sew for yourself do you I used to okay. I haven't recently I, I keep buying patterns though and I keep buying fabric <laughs> it doesn't stop me um, but yeah one day I will good, but good. At the minute, I just don't I haven't got the time when you've been sewing all day at work yes. it's, it's hard to come back at the end of the day to want to sew for yourself I yeah. agree I well agree. we both find that yeah. yeah. And in fact, if you looked through my wardrobe, it's really sad because I won't buy anything because I think I should make it, but I don't get around to making it. So yeah. I wear the same old stuff over and over and over. Um, and both Ali and I are always amazed that, you know, we teach people and they go off and they flourish and they're then telling you what they've made and you see it on Instagram and everything else. And they've got these beautiful wardrobes and we're like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, not quite. Hmm. We're not jealous of them. Which just we're disappointed. We're envy. Yeah, we're disappointed in ourselves. Yeah, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the same with knitting and crochet as well, though, because I get all these customers that knit all these things, and I just can't knit quick enough. I have all these ideas. It's the same with sewing. You have all these ideas, yeah. but you just don't have the time to do it. <laughs> yeah. No. Thank you for taking the time out to chat to us and our listeners today, Sean. It's really appreciated. 
Absolutely. It's been lovely chatting to you, Sean, and very best wishes for the future of your business. And I hope you expand and have a wonderful time. And I hope that this summer, you know, um, as we've gone out of the lockdown and everything helps to, you know, bring more and more custom your way. I hope so. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, excellent. Really well, thank this. you. It's been good fun. <laughs> thank yeah, you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a great interview. Uh, listening to Sean and all her alteration um, challenges and what it takes to run that business was very insightful. It was, it was. She's a busy, busy girl. And, um, you know, and, and sometimes alteration, they do take up a lot of your creative time. So, you know, good on her for really forging ahead with them, actually. I think it's a, it's a great thing. You know, we need people like Sean. We need lots of people like Sean. And I think yeah, it's very talented. That, yeah, it's a shame that there aren't more people to to do these things. Um, hopefully it's not a dying trade. Let's let's hope it carries on for many, many years. So Caroline, can you um, give us a little insight into who our next guest will be? Yep, our next guest um, is someone that both Ali and I have worked with. Um, We're going to be introducing you to Di. Now, Di has lived and worked all over the world. Oh. Um, she she um, started to sew in her home country of South Africa. Mm. And, uh, and from there, she has worked in Europe and the states um she's helped various charities it's very interesting the work she's done uh she is a fantastic artist both on paper and on fabric um and has a real passion also for designing lingerie she does she does and I love um I love her work I think she's she is an artist she's definitely an artist through and through very much so very much she throws that into her into her sewing and I think that's absolutely and some of her work is stunning so yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to chatting to her because she has she has had a very interesting time life really yeah. very interesting she's lived and and she is a great one for sort of like you know just getting on with moving I think she's brilliant she got it down to her fine art she what she is good at is she manages to in all her classes pass on her love and enthusiasm oh, totally. of her craft and actually all the skills she's gathered from all over the world she's very giving with her time Definitely. Um, and she will do anything to make that class a wonderful experience and actually and she took that to various charities and has worked for prisons um, for those less fortunate than ourselves um, she's educated young women on how to sew and to look after themselves so it's a great interview anyway if you have enjoyed our episode of this podcast um please do subscribe and follow us um you can do so by following the links on the podbean app or on apple um we'd love some likes we'd love some likes on our podcast yeah we would <laughs> also yeah and also we are coming towards the end of this um this series we've only got a couple more after what three more i think so we're looking for a few more people to maybe share their stories and skills and uh, ideas and we have got some lovely people lined up to interview but it would always be nice to have a few more so do keep us in mind. You can 
find more details about us and the links to this show at www.soabfabpodcast.podbean.com and there you will find our website links and social media feeds. We'd love a few likes and we'd love to hear from you. Um, So keep in touch. And in the meantime, happy sewing, everybody. Happy Happy sewing. sewing.